I was thinking, because this is not the first time this conversation has had, I, I've watched some recent like comedians and stuff talking about this. And oh. what I've noticed, you know, on YouTube, there there was I can't remember, I can't attribute this correctly, but someone mentioned that, you know, there's a difference between male products and female products d- typically in the market, the way they're marketed. Mm. For example, Women tend to have like perfumes that are named for like flowers and fruits, you know, like peaches and, you know, strawberries, whatever. And men uh-huh. typically have like, you know, shark spray or something like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like this or axe body spray. Right. So it's oh, like God, all really it. intense and violent. <laughs> There's like violence and danger involved. Yeah. But it's just essentially perfume. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. But it's marketed. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, I hate I hate axe body spray. I don't know what. Well, I, uh, I don't know what Axe Body Spray did. Do you even know what it smells like? My God, yes. That's why I hate it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very into, I'm very fond of other like male colognes or male whatever body spray, perfume, whatever you call it. Axe Body Spray for some reason. Sorry, Axe Body Spray. I used to think, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Like I know they're a very popular brand. Yeah, they and are. that's the that's why a lot of people wear it. And that's why I can't stand it. It's, I, I used to think that it, it, it was because people who use it put a lot of it on their body oh maybe yeah but then i bought my boyfriend some body spray and it smells the same and that he didn't put a lot on his body and it's just that strong and you know when you when you get stuck wow. in public transportation with people who wear axe bodies it's a very suffocating kind of <laughs> smell welcome to the bridge fun conversations on culture life and everything in between Welcome to The Bridge. We're a show which connects East and West. My name is Jason, and today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. This is Alex. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Hi, everyone. Generational divides may suggest younger men are taking presentation to a new level. According to CNN and Statista, the global male grooming market is expected to be worth 115 billion US dollars by 2028, up nearly 80 billion in 2022. The same market was estimated at 74.8 billion in 2021. So what's behind the growth? What's driving the new game of grooming? You know, I am older, Alex. Mm -hmm. A lot older. So like yeah, the idea Let's I, not say let's not put it that way. Let's not put it that I, way. I don't wear makeup, lipstick, uh-huh. but I see, you know, I I'm here in China, so that's that's my uh you know yeah. young on posters in the subway and downtown and everything, and they're really pretty. And they do wear some makeup. I wouldn't say bright red lipstick, but they wear like kind of colored lipstick and stuff, and they, they're very well groomed and they you could tell their eyebrows are you know, they've been plucked or whatever it is that I don't even know what they're doing. And they just look beautiful. I know. And it's a completely different man than the kind of man that I grew up to be. So (laughs) what do you think as a a younger lady? It's a very, for me, first of all, I felt like a very (laughs) cultural thing, if you, if you will. You know, in the beginning, I felt like when I first came back to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Asia or even when, uh, you know, K-pop first took off like many years ago, you feel like, oh, these people, Mm. they wear makeup. But for some reason, the things they do, the kind of art they do makes it feel okay for them to wear makeup. You're not too bothered by it. And then to a point today where people start to do more of it. And interesting enough, I do have another friend who revealed it to me that he has been wearing makeup and I actually never noticed and didn't feel like it was a lot of, you know, work done or it makes him feel like he's a K-pop star or any, you know. So I guess it's more popular or probably more popular than we think. We just didn't notice. We don't know Mm. yet. Well, you know, I do see young men Maybe they're still handsome. I'm not sure what the vocabulary is anymore. (laughs) Handsome young men who like to take care of themselves far more than my generation. Yeah, I grew up in the 90s where if a man put even lip gloss on, the other men would tease him and say, like, call him, you know, names and stuff, like to insult his gender. This is like America, 80s and 90s. And so we're now in a period of time where I think older men, I I don't actually care. I'm like totally laissez-faire about everything. Yeah. But I think a lot of older men are threatened because they know that younger women find these young 
men, very attractive, and that these young men, you know, represent a new kind of uh, beauty standard for males. Mm. And I think older men, they get threatened and they, in fact, sometimes insult this kind of physicality among younger men, not because they find it unappealing or they think it's like ugly, but because they're afraid, in my opinion, I think they're afraid that their own version of masculinity is threatened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just a little weird when you put it in a way where they said that be- they feel threatened because they think younger women. Well, they don't say that. Yeah. They say, look at look at the little pretty boy. I know. <laughs> I'm translating. It comes, it comes from like, you know, kind of a point of being jealous to stuff. But I was like, if you think these people are going to attract more young women, then that's good because you are not supposed to attract young women. Yeah, you're an old man, dude. (laughs) You know what I mean. That's a really good point. But is this, you know, you point out culture. I think that's interesting. That's a really interesting angle. And considering the context of the show, I'm surprised I didn't even really think of that. I was thinking of Mm. completely generationally. But I guess I've been in China so long. So, you know, in China, you have young men that are just like normal men where they they take good care of themselves they wear clean clothes but they don't wear like makeup or whatever Mm. cut their eye clip their eyebrows so you have young men who just are well groomed but then you have another kind of young man who are taking it to the next level and you know using cosmetics and things but i'm and in korea and in japan obviously you have the same thing so you know this is happening in asia but i assumed because it was happening here and K-pop is really popular in the yeah. United States. There must be also young men in the United States, you know, uh, what is it called? Hetero cis? Yeah. That are also still doing, taking on this same new trend. If you're in America <laughs> and you're listening to the show and you know about this, could you please email us at welovethebridge@gmail.com and let us know are American young males uh, wearing cosmetics? I mean, if you think about it, there's Bowie and there's Prince that's a long time ago. You know, it's just, it just wasn't, it, right, just, yeah. it just wasn't um like a like a social phenomenon yet but i'm pretty like i think i know some younger guys here in china and they're in showbiz so because there's so many occasions where they do have to just kind of put a little bit of foundation on because there's uh, photo taking involved mm, that just became right. part of their daily routine and because they probably realize oh if i just wash my face and put some foundation on my face i do look really good and they're like huh. And it's not about looking like... Right, yeah. Every guy on television, know, they, they all are wearing makeup. They all have makeup. Yeah, yeah. all the TV anchors, right. all of the reporters, they all have to wear so makeup. So it's just like it's starting to move into general society now. That, you know, I guess this happened as early as like the 1920s because you had to put a mm. lot of makeup to like get through the black and white recording, you know, the terrible video quality that they had yeah. at the time. I mean, even uh, which which president again was it? Reagan had to do like makeup. Didn't didn't they start from him or something? I have no idea to give like presidents makeup and stuff because they realized. I don't see Carter putting on lipstick, but you know, <laughs> I could be wrong. I speaking could be wrong. of speaking of lipstick, I just want to say I just wanted to say my boyfriend. Um, he always he always carries a, a chapstick with him the whole. Anytime you see him, he'll have a chapstick. If he doesn't have a chapstick with him, he'll be very bothered. Even in the summer, yes, all day. I carry it in the winter in Beijing because it's like it's dry and cold deathly dry yeah. right but in the in the summer I just leave it at home I have one too because I don't want like cracked bloody lips or whatever yeah and it gets hecka dry here in the winter but yeah he summer, hates it it's not necessary yeah I also don't drink water so like my lips are always chapped so he hates <laughs> he hates that every time he sees that he's like Alex please 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 put this put some lipstick chapstick on so he always carries that he always does oh it's for you for both of us or is it for both but of it's you? a it's a habit of I his. was thinking because this is not the first time this conversation is had I, i've watched some recent like comedians and stuff talking about this and oh. what i've noticed you know on youtube there there was i can't remember i can't attribute this correctly but someone mentioned that you know there's a difference between male products and female products d- typically in the market the way they're marketed mm. for example Women tend to have like perfumes that are named for like flowers and fruits, you know, like peaches and, you know, strawberries, whatever. And men uh-huh. typically have like, you know, shark spray or something, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like this or axe body spray. Right. So it's oh, like God, all really it. intense and violent. <laughs> There's like violence and danger involved. Yeah. But it's just essentially perfume. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. But it's marketed. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, I hate I hate axe body spray. I don't know what. Well, I, I, 
I don't know what Axe Body Spray did. Do you even know what it smells like? Oh my God, yes. That's why I hate it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very into, I'm very fond of other like male colognes or male whatever body spray, perfume, whatever you call it. Axe Body Spray for some reason. Sorry, Axe Body Spray. I used to think, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Like I know they're a very popular brand. Yeah, they and are. that's the that's why a lot of people wear it. And that's why I can't stand it. It's, I, I used to think that it, it, it was because people who use it put a lot of it on their body oh maybe yeah but then i bought my boyfriend some body spray and it smells the same and that he didn't put a lot on his body and it's just that strong and you know when you when you get stuck wow. in public transportation with people who wear axe bodies it's a very suffocating kind of <laughs> smell you know i get the same feeling from old spice oh yeah my dad my mom would have a date night each week and they had four kids so they brought us along right so oh my god that's so cute so we would be all sitting in like you know a ford taurus or whatever like going to like wherever dinner place and dad would it didn't have a sense of scale when he put on old spice he's like everywhere <laughs> like everywhere just, spray spray, I don't know, spray rub it all over his face or something i don't know yeah so like the whole the whole night every every date night smelled like old that's kind of torturing <laughs> that's just torturing when you associate i mean i kind of miss it a little bit you know i think they make new kinds of old spice now like anyways we're kind of maybe we're a little off topic but you know i think every male even old Older males take some steps to groom themselves. So it's not that grooming is, uh, you know, new. It's that the extent to which people do grooming, men do grooming, has changed a little bit. Because, you know, even me, as old as I am in my mid-40s, I do things like pluck my eyebrow in the middle. Uh-huh. I don't want to have one of those unibrow things. So You don't shave, I, you actually pluck? Well, I used to shave, and then it would just grow back more you know, sturdy. It'd be like, I'm ready for you this time. <laughs> so I actually took to plucking, and then now I actually don't even pluck anymore. My wife has taken up the habit of wanting to pull them out with her fingernails herself. So, so periodically when I'm like sitting at the computer typing or something, she'll say, Jason, Jason, yeah. don't move. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> so like, cute. For the kill. That's so cute. I think that's a thing. Like I always try to pop something on my boyfriend's face and he always says no. He always says oh, no. Oh goodness. He has he has been he has been oh, very he firm no. with his stance and he hasn't allowed me. But oh wow. Um it's it's crazy that you pluck because I felt like it's a you know that movie uh Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have to rip his chest hairs out. Yeah, the the waxing <laughs> scene is so <laughs> That was real too, you know. I heard about it. I was like that's uh, you know what? I commend that action. That's 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 doing it for the art of filmmaking. So <laughs> there you go, Sephora. Well, I know I know a gentleman who has worse. Oh, now I wouldn't say worse. Let's say more more body hair than Steve Carell. Yeah. So like you know, Steve Carell's chest looks insane. But yeah, it, I have a, I have a young friend who's you know a very handsome guy. He lives here in Beijing, but when he takes his shirt off, he's Steve Carell on every side. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like, it's like that. He's like he's like the woolly mammoth or something. But you know, when he has his shirt on, he looks extremely handsome. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer. I don't know how to follow up on that, Jason. I hope he looks just as awesome, right, handsome sorry, when sorry. he doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah. You're listening to the bridge. I would say probably more than half of men in in the entire world mm. shave, right? I think there are some religions and stuff that say no shaving or limited shaving or whatever. But I think most men shave. And growing beards back, there's only a new phenomenon and in the last like 10 years or so to have the well-kept, you know, mustaches and beards and oh, stuff. Yeah. But before that, you know, there used to be just everyone was clean shaven. That was the standard. And, you know. Now, so that's a form of grooming, shaving, or even maintaining a well-kept, you know, facial hair system or whatever yeah. it is these days. You, yeah. Are so, you and they have that. They, go ahead. Go you're ahead, familiar go ahead. with uh, Movember, right? Yeah, where men are not supposed to shave their body hair, especially their facial hair, uh, to in honor of male mental health. It's either that or some other whatever cancer stuff but it's just become a thing where people really compete to have really good care take really good care of their uh mustache especially and there's different kind of shapes and, and colors they do it goes out it goes like 
out of the roof in the States. I don't think my wife would let me get... I, I used to have a beard for a few oh, years. Please actually. send us a photo. <laughs> let us see a photo of it. <laughs> I loved it. But Summer, my wife, she hates it. I mean, absolutely hates it. And it was an ongoing battle that I just eventually lost. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't have... I'm not allowed to have facial hair anymore. And even her parents would get <laughs> gang up on me and her uncle would gang up on me. They would all tell me... There are rules in China about having facial hair, Jason. You don't meet those those criterions. So ah, there's um, you're not allowed to. I've never heard of <laughs> I've never heard of rules, but I will say that the kind of big beard that are po- kind of that's kind of popular in the states, especially even with like recent years with like a lot of kind of hipster style fashion, mm. or with young people who keep like a long big beard or or mustache or whatever. That's not really a thing here in China because our hair grows different. So it's hard for Chinese people or Asian people in general to grow that kind of... Some. I mean, look at at the paintings of Lao Tzu. That dude has a beard. Exactly. That's my point. And that usually happens when you're really old. (laughs) (laughs) That was what they were telling me. They're like, when your beard begins to turn white, then you can have one. Yeah. I was like, this isn't cool. I've seen Chinese guys with beards and they're like, they're they're not following the rules. (laughs) Yeah. You should be like, if I can't keep a beard, how can I see when my beard has turned white? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my wife notices every single new gray hair and white hair that appears (laughs) on me. She tries to remove them from me, and I say no. Those mean I have wisdom, to which she she usually laughs. Yeah, well, that is very that is the very Chinese thing to say. So good for you for using that to protect your hair. Well, so in terms, I really do want to know more about what's going on in Europe and America in terms of like young men and wearing cosmetics, because I'm assuming it's becoming mm. more widespread. Because it's definitely, yeah. it's, I I wouldn't have expected it to take on it. Off in China, you know, when I arrived here, men in China were very much like men in the United States. And they were just like, you know, doing the basic grooming, you know, showering and shaving and maybe, you know, all that basic stuff, making sure they have a haircut and whatever. But now I see that there are young men, especially in the downtown areas. You know, you go to the the Wukasongs or the Senlitors or whatever. You see the more primped up Mm, males. For sure. Yeah. Or malls, big malls, you know, on a Friday night, you see the more primped up males and they're, you know, uh, they, they look attractive in this new form of masculinity. So I'm assuming that this is happening elsewhere too, like in San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, London, Paris. I'm sure that this is becoming a new way for males to represent themselves. And I guess it's good for huge brands that make these kinds of products as well, because they can start a new product line just for male customers. You know? Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, you take whatever product that you're making for women and you can convert it into a product for men by just putting Sharks or something. Shark. <laughs> That'll be a hard job. To well, do. I guess sharks has been done. Alligators. I don't know. Go with something very hippo. Oh, hippo. Wow. He's... <laughs> well, I, what's this name? The guy who was in um, Dune, the young man who played Paul Atreides. He's very pretty. Timothy Shemelet. Timothy. Because I've seen him uh-huh. going beyond TF boy levels, where he was at, I, recently for fashion was wearing a dress. Yeah. In like public. Yeah. So. I guess the uh, what is acceptable for males to wear is being pushed. The envelope is being pushed further in every kind of direction. And so I guess this is the meaning of fashion to change, right? Yeah, you just got it. The only criterion is you pull it off. You have to pull it off. You have to rock it. If you wear it, you have to rock, you have to rock it. Well, I think if you look like Timothy Chamelet, is that his name? I don't know. Chalamet. It's easy to pull that off. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's like a 10. So like <laughs> me wearing that would just be like, do you have mental health issues, Jason? Oh, no. It would be still be he's um i think he's very i don't want to say pioneering but he's very open-minded to trying different things and he does remind me a little bit of like you know if he goes the whole prince route i wouldn't be surprised it would probably look really good on him and he kind of has that vibe with him as well that kind of overall just kind of metro uh, metro feeling of who he is. I do think that they're in fashion. The younger you are, and the more closer to the super handsome or super beautiful side, whether you know whatever. I think it makes it easier for you yeah. to pull off fashions that other whatever it is, whatever it is, like the hat, the weird hat. Okay, so let's say you look like Jason, so you're just like some average kind of looking middle aged <laughs> dude. You wear a bizarre hat, people are going to be like. That guy's bizarre because you're wearing the bizarre hat. The bizarre hat means bizarre. But if you're like 
20 and you're just like, you know, look like a god and you wear a bizarre hat, people are like, he's so cool. Mm. (laughs) It's a totally different thing. It really matters, I think. Yeah, but I think that's almost, I mean, it's not as obvious for for female fashion, but it's still kind of true. Like if you have a very fashion uh, leaning body type and face, like you could do a lot of stuff. Yeah. But when you when you do, that's why they always have the runway pictures and then they have the like store display pictures and then they have the customer, uh, actual customer pictures of it. Then there's always a huge contrast. Like you see, that's why we in, in, in Chinese people even say um, if something is not as good as you think it looks and then we say, oh, this is just the, the customer's review. This is not the, the seller's uh, product information picture. Yeah, that actually, that reminds me of a meme that's really popular that's go- been going around uh, for several months where it says like the Amazon picture, what arrived. And it shows like something that looks incredibly elegant. Yeah, exactly. The same, the but same. Often, oftentimes they're totally different things, <laughs> which is why the meme is funny. Oh, Because it's okay. like, they obviously have like something made by a designer in the picture. Yeah. And then the whatever the other person's wearing is like, I don't know, what someone's grandma made <laughs> in the back room. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure like with guys, with, with male fashion and stuff, we're talking about e-shopping. Since we're on this topic, it'll probably not be as big of a difference. I'm not sure because for the dresses, there's so many things that you need to do to make a dress look good. There's one even uh, Douyin, uh, what do you call it? Like content creator that got really popular because what she does is that she puts on a dress and then she's like, oh, my God, I look like, you know, like I look I look really ugly or this dress looks like it doesn't fit me at all. And then she goes, wait on for one moment. And then she puts on makeup. She will design a look for the dress like what kind of makeup i should wear and then she goes through the whole process and then when she does finish her makeup and the dress looks like it was designed for her but before the makeup it didn't look so so hair and makeup really really matters yeah yeah. you're listening to the bridge I wanted to talk a little bit about TikTok. Yeah. This is from grandviewresearch.com, which is like a marketing research company. Mm. And they're talking about skincare for men. Yeah. So they're monitoring the hashtag men skincare uh-huh. and it has 462 million related posts. <laughs> so if you were just looking at like uh, people who speak English, because that is like men's skincare is in English. Yeah. That is an enormous body of the population of men in the West, like who are very interested in taking care of better care of the skin, which doesn't necessarily mean cosmetics. It could just mean like maybe they have acne problems or whatever, but they're very concerned. Yeah. Put some lotion on your face. <laughs> yeah. But they're definitely, you know, I used to have like acne on my forehead as late as like my 30, 35 or 36 years old. Wow. And, I was introduced to a cleaning product I use in the shower now, and I don't have that anymore. It went away almost instantaneously. I thought I was just stuck this way for forever. <laughs> and someone was like, no, no, just use this. And I was like, it's not going to work. I've tried everything. I've, you know, like bar soap and uh, other kinds of bar soap. Bar soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I bet I've tried every kind of bar soap. It must be in, in, unfixable. So I tried this uh, obvious, like product that everyone except me knew about and then just and now we all next know. day next day gone forever see so, it, it helps but it also no, it probably also worked uh miracles because you didn't use it for a long time you, you for the majority of the li- your life that you had lived at that point you never put anything on your skin and then when you did your skin kind of reacted immediately they're like Phew. you know it's just wonderful i use it i still have to use it every day though if i stop using it for a few days it'll come back it so. comes back oh yeah. so sometimes when i'm traveling i don't bring it because I'm not sure about the amount of fluid on the airplane kind of thing. Mm-mm. So if I'm gone for like more than a week, I'll get a couple of pimples before I get back. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That I'm not sure if I want to use. <laughs> I don't want to be reliant on well, that. It's pretty it's pretty inexpensive. It's it's something you can pick up in regular grocery stores. I don't remember the name of the brand. It's blue. Hmm. Anyways, men's grooming as a hashtag, 1.9 billion views. Wow. So 
men are definitely interested in making sure that they are cleaned up for date night. But I was, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a lot of uh, what it is now that people are, that I feel like the dating culture has become so different in today's world. Because back then, I guess in the 70s or 80s, yes, you can go on dates, but you probably were not going on so many dates, especially with like internet dating, all of these dating apps and stuff. You were probably meeting a couple of people, you know, every month and just so that you could get to know them. And there'll be, if you do it a couple times a month, then there's always almost kind of a consistent need to clean up. Mm. Well, Mm. when I was in my prime of dating, which was like looking (laughs) for a partner, this was a long time ago, Summer, if you're listening, Mm. (laughs) Uh, I was dating numerous people simultaneously all the time but usually for just one day yeah and you know we'd never nothing would ever transpire i was just like interviewing yeah potential <laughs> candidates for their personality of course yeah and uh i was constantly dating all the time in one week i would have like five or six or seven dates all the time wow. i was going through the community in san francisco as fast as i could realizing there was just nobody for me wow we should run a survey back in san francisco and be like have you been on a date <laughs> do you remember Jason? this man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know um i think it's also based on what society is doing so if you're in it if you're a male and you have five guy friends right that's your clique and uh you one of them starts upping their grooming some other of them might start upping their grooming and pretty soon all of them are mm. so if you're also in a clique of guys who are all just shave and axe body spray that's probably all you're gonna do mm. so my point is now that society is increasingly making men more beautified, Mm. more handsome, men have to try to keep up, which means that if, you know, society is you looking around and you're seeing TF looking boys in the malls, you kind of probably have to, okay, well, how am I going to also step up my game in regards to this new advanced hyper-modern male grooming? So I think we're looking at a trend towards the beautification of males like i said because today's day and age and you know how popular social media is getting and a lot of people are going on social media without them saying they do have to put a little something on their face and then you don't really notice and you actually like that but then there's also young boys who are into the different cultures or they're exposed to to more types of masculinity let's say and they do more exaggerated makeup and you think that's what everybody's doing or oh, like God. when we talk about male grooming. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but it's not. It's just these kids and that's a way of expressing themselves. But the other men who are doing this are doing it just to make sure they look good or they make sure they look clean uh, on camera. But like, like you said, Jason, you had a pimple and you didn't know that it could be immediately removed. A lot of these men who are putting just a little bit of foundation on their face didn't realize their face could look more you know, their skin could look a little bit smoother, look like they've had a better night of sleep as well. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look like I'm really tired. I want to ask, well, I have a couple of different questions for you. So the first one is obviously these young men, they do look super handsome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when you see the TF boys and they're dancing and they're like looking all pretty yeah. in like, I don't know, TV or an app or whatever you're on Douyin, you're like, wow, there, there are some good looking young men. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what about you look at the, uh, the Brad Pitt, what is he like 60? You look at Brad Pitt and he doesn't wear makeup and he's got a little stubble and he wears a leather jacket. He probably does. And so this he, more traditional. Yeah. Okay, maybe he does sometimes, right? Okay. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But but he looks more like your traditional kind of dude guy, right? Yeah. He, he's still handsome, right? Oh, he's always going to be handsome. Right. He's going to be, Brad Pitt is going to be forever handsome to, to Alex. Yeah, I didn't mean specifically Brad Pitt. I just mean, <laughs> think of older gentlemen who are, you know, well-groomed, but not wearing cosmetics. And then think of young men who are well-groomed and also wearing cosmetics. They're both different forms of male beauty. Yes, absolutely. The reason I bring this up is because I would like the males who are listening or on the fence who feel threatened by these younger men who are now beautifying (laughs) themselves in this new way to not think that their version of handsome needs to be necessarily threatened as long as they are like, you know, doing the shower and like taking good care of themselves. I don't think they should feel so afraid of change. And I think that that is a concern for a lot of these 
traditional kinds of guys. Yeah, I mean, there was a point where I think many years ago, a couple of decades ago, when guy goes somewhere here in China and he smells good, or he, if you smell anything that he sprayed his himself with, you're like, oh, that guy's blah blah blah. You have like all these comments, but nowadays people are like, if you smell bad, it's your problem. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I never understood wow. why it was a bad thing for guys to smell good. Like, it's so that's one of the reasons why I like to go to like um, the hairdressers because the guys working at when I was in high school, all of the guys working at the hairdressers, they just you know they 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 they're cleaned up and they smell good and it makes you feel very pleasant. Okay, and ver- mm, versus mm. like scenario, you go into an elevator and you go go you you're going all the way up to twenty fourth floor and then there are a couple of people in there <laughs> like you or you were like oh my god you could be the most like handsome person in this world but you you have that odor if you smell like you haven't taken a shower <laughs> in three days and you were sweat you were sweating in all in all of these three days you're just like I can't even look have at you. Have you ever heard of patchouli? You know? No. Okay, so patchouli. When I was a young man, I was trying to be a hippie. So I was like oh, wow. twenty or twenty-one. I used to wear, you know, like corduroy pants that were torn up and like has, or the bottom were all not. It was a whole thing, and I would wear like I don't know mm. the kind of jewelry that's made out of beads and stuff. But one of the things I learned during this phase is about a perfume, kind of. It's like an oil called patchouli, uh-huh. which they, they wore in the nineteen sixties and seventies during like you know the American Cultural Revolution against war and stuff. Yeah. So I began wearing this, and it, in retrospect, it doesn't smell very good. It smells kind of like, I don't know, sandalwood that's gone off. <laughs> but it's very popular. That's just yeah. a more like, um, let's say, hipster type of smell. <laughs> what you just said about going to the salon is something that my wife has been forcing me to do. My life, I've always gone to the barber, which is like, you know, a guy with a buzz cut and you go in and you get something similar. And like in China, you have grocery stores that are under the ground sometimes, like Walmart and whatever. And next to them, they'll have the 10 quai haircut, right? That's just for the purpose of cutting your hair short. Yeah, it's <laughs> mostly just like old men that go to this service they get this you sit down it and they just okay goodbye yeah right so i've been doing that for years and summer went to a really amazing salon where it's like tf boys right she forces me to go there i'm like i'm gonna go get a haircut at the mall no you're not Mm. (laughs) you come with me and then she'll bring me down to her salon and make me get a haircut and it does look Uh, qualitatively better (laughs) but the difference is yeah but i have to get more frequent yeah because they don't cut it quite as short See? because at the one <laughs> there they buzz your you know the sides of your hair to the skin you know yeah because it's like that's what's going to make the haircut last yeah but at, the, at the salon they're just trying to make it look perfect and it takes like five times longer so where's the buzz cut takes like five minutes i'm sitting there for like 40 minutes or whatever in the salon getting this guy looking at my hair but they give you the whole thing they give you the whole thing <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> give you the wash they give you the massage and they give you the, the whatever whatever they spray you with there's like yes, six, yes, 60 yes. different bottles that they spray you with. It feels good. Don't, doesn't it feel good, Jason? I feel like a predator is attacking me because this guy <laughs> will very slowly circle me looking at my hair from different, different <laughs> angles. <laughs> I have never ever thought of that as a, a threat or something that brings discomfort because they they like talking to us. You know, they're always going to be like, hmm, what kind of hair do you want? And then they walk around. They're like, OK, let's see. And then they will always measure your head with their hands They put both their hands on either side of your head. And then they're like, you know, they will move it a little bit as if to see like what kind of hair uh, style would actually be good for you. I doubt if that actually does anything for them. They probably already have a gauge when um, when you first walk into the shop. But that's just to make them look a little bit more professional, like there's more thinking process uh, tailored to you personally to make you feel mm, special. Mm. Well, you know, the first time I had it done, I went to work the next day and my everybody complimented you. Yeah. People were like, wow, See? Jason, your hair looks amazing. And I was just like, really? It does. So it was something that people noticed that the buzz cut was not. Uh, I never got that comp- comment with the buzz cut. People would say, oh, you got your hair cut. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, wow, you look great. So it is. A- you were just like, oh, there's one batch missing, one patch missing in the end. Should I tell them or not? <laughs> <laughs> my brother, actually, you remind me of a joke. My 
my brother Robert. Hi, Robert. Uh, he mm. used. He, yeah, he he went to cosmetology school in the United States. He ended up not doing oh. it, but he for a while he was cutting our hair at home as like I experiment or whatever. Like practice. He practiced, mm-hmm. and so he would do this thing where on the his buzz thing, her buzzer, mm-hmm. he it had a metal part that was cold, and he would touch your scalp with it. Oh. Now, he did this to me once, and I was freaked out it, in the back of my head. And he said, "Oh, oops, uh, don't worry, I can fix that." Oh. <laughs> but he was actually not do- oh, no, doing. Oh no, that's the worst thing. Yeah, that's the worst thing you can hear from uh, from someone that's cutting your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Don't of- worry, I can fix it. This is really, yeah. Oh yeah. You're listening to the bridge. There's a market for men's cosmetics and a generation gap. So this is actually part of the idea I had for our discussion today. Mm. So it says overall 15% of heterosexual men, I don't think that's the term we use anymore, uh, 18 to 65 in the U.S. currently use male. So 15% currently use male cosmetics and makeup. So I guess we have the answer right here. Mm. And an additional 17% would consider using them in the future. However, 73% of males, 51 plus, said they would not consider using any cosmetics versus 37% 18 to 34. So Mm. it is a generational divide. And I'm right at the cusp. So people older than me. I'd know them. I, I can, I'm thinking of like a list of men and I have pictured five faces in my head. No way they would ever touch that. Yeah. And then, you know, basically everyone I know that's younger than me, probably they do already. Yeah. And they probably are, even if they don't do makeup specifically just for skincare, they're definitely a lot more open to it. And we also have to realize and admit that the environment that we're in today has so much more oh, yeah. harmful, so many more harmful right. elements. There whatever particles in everything we use in the air we breathe in all of the you know the the car exhaust our skin is going through a lot more than our our parents generation our mm-hmm. grandparents generation where everything's a little a lot more organic is a lot more clean you know their skin just looks good because there's no right. pressure and they don't have to work in the way they do and then because they don't work the way we did we do right now which is really really exhausting just burning out they also don't need the don't feel the need to party all night, which also does all gives gives a skin a lot of pressure. And not not great for you, yeah. Don't do that, guys. Moderation, everything in moderation. Sure, Alex. Alex is the queen of moderation. <laughs> Very good at moderating things, if you want to say that. Way. Actually, that reminds me of a lot of things. Another direction we could take this. My grandmother. I remember seeing her. Yeah. Very lovely person. Probably the sweetest single human being I've ever met in my entire life. Her hands just the top of her hands and her face were incredibly um, mm-hmm. more declined okay. than the rest of her skin. If you saw her like neckline a little bit low or like up on her arm, the skin seemed fine, even when she's like in her 80s. But mm. the top of her hands, the back of her hands and her face were considerably more um, advanced in age than the rest of her skin. Huh. So in her generation, you know, they worked outside like a lot of people still do, or they were out in the sun and they didn't wear anything to protect themselves. And in America, you know, ladies didn't carry around umbrellas like they do in China or England. Mm. So you could see the effects of not taking great care of your skin on this lovely old lady. And I think that's something that our generation can appreciate that, you know, if we're living longer and I'm going to be maybe 90 someday, possibly, I certainly would like my skin to look reasonably okay when I'm older. Hopefully. And so taking care of it, wearing hats or an umbrella or avoiding the sun <laughs> for unnecessarily long periods of time matter to me because I don't want to be a prune. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you know the, I mean, this is something new as well. Only from maybe 10 years ago, people started to, or people around me started to have the talk of, if you don't wear proper sunscreen or you do whatever you do to protect yourself from the ultraviolet uh, rays from the sun, it can cause you skin problems or eventually skin cancer. So, I mean, that scaring tactic really works. And then um, a couple of years ago, Hugh Jackman got uh, skin cancer on his nose because of that. And he was reminding people 
to to wear sunscreen and it is again it is true i mean the 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 old the whole like atmosphere probably is different from many years ago and then now the sun is probably coming through a lot more and it feels really strong and then it it's become in the i don't know about you jason but i think it's become part of our just instinctive reactions if the sun's too strong outside we'll definitely put more sunscreen on i'm not even gonna think i want to add something to this conversation without scaring people okay some kinds of sunscreen are have high amounts of carcinogens in the chemicals inside of them even though they may be protecting you from the sun uh-huh. they may be damaging your skin in other ways so it's important that when you buy uh, skincare products that are meant to protect you from ultraviolet radiation yeah that you check out the ingredients and make sure you, that you're wearing the kinds of chemicals that are not going to contribute to problems with your skin. So it's it's a you need to wear protection from the sun, mm. and you also need to make sure that the protection that you're wearing isn't itself causing damage. Yeah, wear proper sunscreen. Right, right. Like find a. Have you seen those videos where it's either man or woman or whatever that tell you that tries out different sunscreen on themselves mm. and what they do is they make grids with tapes <laughs> on their back and then they will put different sunscreen on and you know fill each grid with the sunscreen and then they will go outside for two hours and come back they, they tear the tape off and you'll see just like different color blocks on their back wow and see which works which doesn't it's very fun to look at. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does actually sound really... I'm also interested when people write their names or draw pictures, sunscreen. I've never seen those. Oh, people do that. Yeah, like, so people will lay down on the sand, you know, usually face down. And someone will either write their name or draw a picture on their back. Ah. And then they'll just stay there for an hour or whatever and then go back in. And when they wash the, the lotion off, then there's a, a smiley face or their name or something on it. That's kind of cute. You know, women have been doing this forever, right? Mm. So I guess maybe even... As far back as like Egypt and yeah. stuff, women have been beautifying themselves for yeah. millennia, for thousands of years. And us men are just now, just now starting to like, oh, hey, we could do this too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually quite interesting. Can I ask you, yes. is this something that like mothers teach their daughters or is this something like mothers don't want their daughters to do? Or like, how, what was your situation? When did you start wearing makeup? At what age? And what was the purpose of doing it? Yeah. Just to be like mommy? Or was it because like the boys will like me more or <laughs> What was the logic there? I think it definitely all before you have that idea of attracting love interests. It's it's just from looking at your mother because every little kid has tried to put on some products that's on mom's desk or, or a mom's, you know, mm. um, makeup drawer, whether it's a boy or girl. I think it's just because from watching what your mom has, uh, watching what your mom does, it makes you want to try mm. um, what she's doing. So I've tried my mom's like makeup. I've tried her skincare before she like I was not allowed to use those. Like she didn't say it ex- like very explicitly, but she she just didn't mention anything about it. She wasn't trying to say you should or should not. And that's how it started. That's how it started with my mm-hmm. makeup and stuff. And then you start reading all of these magazines or to, for kids today, you start watching some of these TikTok videos mm-hmm. telling you what you're supposed to do. And then you start to develop mm-hmm. your own kind of routine. I noticed in, uh, I lived in Korea. So here in China, let me, let's start here. Or here in, in America too, you have women who will wear lots of makeup and you have some women who don't wear makeup at all. And this is true in the United States. It's true in China. Mm-hmm. In Korea, that was not true. Every woman that I saw, I mean, this is just my personal one year experience in 2011. So maybe, maybe it's not true everywhere. I don't mean to make a stereotype, but every woman that I saw in Kwangju in 2011 was wearing makeup and they were not just wearing some makeup. They were wearing like, you couldn't see what they looked like underneath anymore because there was, there was a, Mm. you know, facade of makeup on them. I mean, it didn't look bad or anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just like, it was more ubiquitous Mm. in that culture to wear lots and lots of makeup. And where I'm going with this is in the Mm. United States, you have kind of a, city countryside divide where yeah in the countryside there are absolutely women who wear lots of makeup and you can find those absolutely 100 you can no doubt one absolutely my mother lives in the countryside she loves makeup Mm. but in the cities it's typically like you know makeup land yeah but in the countryside you have some women who are like i don't care about that yeah you know maybe they're like they're like me they're like like wear chapstick sometimes or what that's it oh yeah listening to The Bridge.
I wanted to ask you, is there a divide in China? Is there a generational divide? Is there a regional divide? Is there is it the same? Is it different? What would you say when you're thinking about women and wearing cosmetics? It is um, pretty much the same. I would say that it's very much generational, even for older women who do wear makeup in their older age. It's not the same level of makeup. For, mm. And then I think I think in terms of people that are in their 60s and 70s or even 50s, uh, who wear makeup in the States, I do see that, you know, in China, there's not as many people like the percentage of people who wear makeup in that age for women is probably a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. And then the population, the demographic that wears the most makeup is definitely like city, like, you know, uh, young adults or, or middle aged adults, you know, in their 40s. Um, that's definitely the group that wears the most makeup. People that are of the same age group in the countryside. Not really, because they're again, everything is very <laughs> everything's very clean. I feel like they don't feel the excessive need to clean their skin. And also they don't have a lot of time or a lot of occasions that require them to have to put on certain kind of looks so they can just be comfortable with uh, whatever they feel like doing. Um, but definitely they do something just not as elaborate mm -hmm. as a lot of city folks here. So that's pretty much in China. And then there, it's getting younger and younger. And this is the conservative Alex speaking again. We went to Universal yesterday and we saw mm -hmm. this like 14 year old. 14 year old girl with like full on makeup and this bright stuff. And I was just like, I was saying, oh my God, I, I feel so old. I was like, maybe your, <laughs> your skin is still so tender. Don't put so much stuff on it. Well, you know, I used to teach uh, kindergarten, you know, Jingju. Oh, Jingju, yeah. Beijing Opera. You have different kinds from different regions. And when I, sometimes little girls would come into class because they just come out of like Jingju class or whatever. Yeah. They come to, and they would be fully decked out. I mean, mm -hmm. it's way beyond just makeup. <laughs> like it's everything is color. Mm -hmm. Their whole face is just like bright with like color. And they usually they would be elated. Yeah. So happy to show off their new look to their fellow kindergartners <laughs> or whatever. Kindergartenarians. Kindergartners. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, makeup is a, a fun thing too. And also like you have Halloween where everyone's basically wearing makeup or whatever. Yeah. But that's a totally different kind of thing. But some of it's for beautification because everyone wants to be a princess. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. mention in one of our episodes moving forward, and I think this is the perfect time that I've been to your hometown now. Oh, wow. I I do want to hear more about what you ran into, how you felt in my hometown. Well, we had come from Harbin and we'd been in Harbin for, I don't know, four or five days. Mm. We wanted to see all of Dongbei as fast as we could. Yeah. So we didn't actually spend that much time in Chongchun. We were mm. there for like 48 hours. Yeah. So we came down from Harbin to Chongchun to go then to go to Shenyang. Ah, nice. And so, yeah, we spent about 48 hours in Shenyang. So this is a couple things. Number one, Chongchun was, yeah, lovely. We went to a temple there uh -huh. and we went to malls. What I noticed was Chongchun seemed like a, a second tier city mm. a little yeah. bit. It was huge. It was absolutely mammoth. When we were going from the train station to the hotel, it took like an hour. So we were like, oh, and it was wow. just buildings and buildings and buildings. So it was like the way you described it in former shows, I was expecting it to be a lot smaller, mm. but it was just a gigantic mega city like any other. But we went to a couple different malls and they were just like anywhere. You know, you have all of the same amenities that you have in any city, yeah. any of the other yeah. cities in China. And the temple was lovely. Uh, what happened, though, is on our first day in Chongchun, the taxi driver was obviously sick. And by the time we got to Shenyang, yeah. well, before we even left Chongchun, Summer got COVID. Oh, no. And so we didn't leave the hotel for the second day. And then when we, mm. we went to Shenyang and we'd stayed in the hotel for two more days mm -hmm. and we almost didn't see Shenyang at all because we That's didn't a go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just horribly sick. And so that was it. That was all. So we're going to have to go back and do Dongbei again mm. because we didn't really see Chongchun and Shenyang as much as we would like to have because okay. we were trapped in bed inside the hotel all day. Oh, no. I'm, I, ho I hope she's feeling a lot better now because a lot oh, of people that was a couple weeks back yeah we're okay yeah but Chongchun, oh, she lost her sense of smell that's kind of a good thing so you can put all the body spray all the axe body spray on you and she'll still be okay with it <laughs> does she have it back now uh, no i no, she doesn't she still has no sense of smell but you know we read about it it probably come back in two or three or four months or whatever oh so she's not she's not overly concerned about it but yeah it was one of those things this is the second time we got it yeah because we got it in december along with most everyone else i, see. I think it came back around or whatever anyways i'm not really 
concerned about it. But I wanted mm. to confess to you that even though we were in Changchun, we didn't really get to see Changchun. That's such a shame. There's a couple places that are, uh, to be quite honest, I'm ashamed to say that I have never even been to. But there are a couple places you would have loved. The Changchun uh, Film Group Museum. Yeah, we heard about yeah, it. And yeah. And then the... We, we wanted to go. We were going to go there. Uh, but did you get to eat anything good, local? No, not really. But when we were before we got to Changchun, we got to eat a lot of food in Harbin. And what we did notice about Harbin, and maybe it's not the same, maybe it is, I'm not sure. Uh, the portions were gigantic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so like they, we would order like a plate of food and we were expecting like, you know, Beijing portions, but it would come out and be like three times as large and just, here's your plate of food. And yeah. it's like, oh my God. <laughs> it is, it is like unbelievably huge and people don't believe, a lot of people that are like, they're going to travel to Dongbei and you tell them that portion's huge. Be careful. They're like, yeah, how big can it be? <laughs> they get there. Uh, two people ordered four dishes and they're absolutely just. Yeah, that's too much. Way done. too much. Yeah. yeah. I also did notice the I, the stereotype that the dude, they were skinny little guys. Yes. But there were a lot of really big dudes in Dongbei. Mm. <laughs> they were like, you know, OK, so there's for those of you listening who don't know this, there's like a, a stereotype that Dongbei men typically tend to. To be very tall and very muscular. Well, having been to, I don't know, half of the provinces of China, when I went to Dongbei, yes, I did notice that Dongbei men are hat tend, not all of them. We saw some skinny arcade boys who were like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, your no typical nerds, but there were also some just, just mega sized males that look like, wow, those guys, I don't even think they go to the gym. I think they're just built like that. That's just how they are. Yeah. yeah they just look just like these big dudes and it's just like DNA. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know how the new generations are usually uh, taller than the, the older generation, but yeah, like yeah, in yeah. my, in my mind, my uncles, what we call, you know, your parents, male friends, which is all call them uncles. My uncles there are just there are a lot of them that are just taller just visibly taller um than the rest of other uncles from <laughs> the, not our hometown and it's not like they're just like skinny tall they're like build yeah. tall you know they look like they go to the gym mm. every day five days a week for an hour but i don't think they do i think they're just like big dudes yeah anyways well can we talk about dalton yeah of course bit? is that okay so he uses chapstick and like i'm assuming body spray right so is that yeah it? Is he, so he's like a typical guy older generation guy like me no he, well i don't know about that he lotions himself like oh okay after every shower which i don't even do i can't bother that's so much i was like there's too much i didn't he, he asked me and i said there's too much to cover on my on my body and i'm lazy there's too much work and rubbing it all in <laughs> the most i can do is my face i can't do my whole body but he lotions himself all the time but other than that it's it's I, okay and then yeah. he will trim his um when he had a beard still he would trim his beard mm -hmm. if we're going to an event he'll make sure that the trim line is very clean yeah i get out of the shower every mm -hmm. morning and i and the first thing i do is shave or a shave before the shower usually actually but i also lotion my face but i lotion the back of my hands and the back of my arms because i have that memory of grandma and i'm like oh gosh mm. this is the grandma zone gotta make sure get, get the grandma zone <laughs> oh that's that's adorable well if you want to add to this conversation uh <laughs> please email us at we love the bridge at gmail.com thank yeah. you so much for your time alex thank you for your time listeners thank you jason we'll talk next time mm -hmm.